Now time for the Rural News with Monique Steele. Tinaki Monique. Ongoing wet weather is delaying shearing on the east coast. Tenakwe Charlotte, yes, the summer shearing season is underway, but gangs are struggling to find rhythm with constant wet weather holding things up. East Coast shearing spokesperson Bo Guelfi says there's plenty of work around, but they're struggling to get on farm. Yeah, we've got heaps of staff, we've got heaps of young guys that we've trained up and um, they're all keen as to get to work and that, but it's just a matter of getting some sunshine, getting the sheet dry and... Um, yeah, we'll be able to take care of business, but this rain's really buggering things up for us. Mr Guelfi says they're trying to spread the summer workload out as best they can, but it will be a hectic few months ahead. He says one thing they've noticed recently is how hard farmers are doing it at the moment. They're sort of struggling with their wool prices and um, lamb prices are down this year, so... Things aren't the greatest for them, but they've got plenty of grass to keep their sheep fed, which is good. That's Bo Guelfi, and some dry weather this week has helped the situation on the east coast, but more rain is on the way from Sunday evening. Four requests by overseas buyers to purchase farmland to convert to forestry have been declined by the Overseas Investment Office. German company ERI Timber asked to buy two sheep and beef farms in Hawke's Bay that cover 1,800 hectares to plant them in radiata pine. Another German company wanted to buy an 1,100 hectare farm in Hawke's Bay too. And a UK-owned company wanted to pay $9 million for a 700-hectare deer farm in Otago to convert to production forestry. All applications were made under the Benefit to New Zealand test, but all were declined by government ministers. Crime in rural areas is rising. Federated farmers asked a 1,000 farmers if they've experienced crime in the last year, with more than two-thirds saying they had. That's well up on the last survey two years ago. Feds policing spokesperson Richard McIntyre says there's been an increase in theft of fuel and livestock and also street racing. He says farmers need to report all crime to ensure better police resourcing. Obviously reported to us as Federated Farmers via the survey, but they are not reporting it to, um, to policing increasing numbers, which is a real concern because we, we need, um, obviously, to advocate for better police resourcing in rural areas to help prevent um, the crime in the first place, but then obviously to resolve it. But unless the crime is being reported to police, then um, you know, it's very hard for them to make the case to, get to, um, you know, to resource police in rural areas better. Richard McIntyre says farmers don't often report crime because it takes too long to do so, and then often there's no response. Two dozen international farmers have just wrapped up a 10-day tour of farms and orchards across the motu to learn from New Zealand's best. The Rabobank Global Farmers Masterclass aims to school up the farmers from 12 different countries, from Argentina to Zimbabwe, on New Zealand's sustainability story. That's to help address global food security. A handful of New Zealand farmers were along for the ride, including Gisborne sheep, beef and horticulture farmer Tam Jex Blake. She says they learnt a lot from some of the top companies in the business. Well, I think if we want to remain competitive in this global marketplace, we need to align our businesses to value chains. And so what we've done, we've looked at New Zealand flagship businesses and then we've sort of 
align them to what value chain there is. So, for example, we've had um, Zespri have shown us what product leadership looks like and Fonterra was op excellence and New Zealand Merino was customer intimacy. And then we've sort of all got together and thrown our businesses into the mix and then discussed what that could look like for us all. And, yeah, it's been really interesting. That's Tam Jex-Blake. The country's top deer farmers and breeders will put on their best glad rags tonight for the 41st National Velvet and Trophy Antler Competition. Judges have cast their eyes over the 67 entries, with the winners being announced at the awards dinner in Invercargill tonight. Competition Committee Chairman Bruce Patterson explains what it takes to win. For Trophy Antler, you're looking for that's measured in inches, so the more inches, obviously, the better. Where in velvet, it goes pretty much half on weight, but also a fair bit's on style. So what's actually the market can actually process. So just because it's a big, heavy head doesn't mean that's what the market wants. They're looking for cleaner heads, no extra tines, just nice-looking heads. True. And do you reckon that's maybe where there's a bit of a difference there with just the recreational hunters who want the bigger, the better? Yes, but there has been a pushback lately. Some of the heads are getting quite big. And messy, so a lot of the hunters now are actually wanting clean-looking trophy heads. So inches isn't always everything, how big they are. A lot of hunters are actually wanting overall style of antler and what it looks like. Bruce Patterson says there will be a fundraiser auction at the awards tonight and 20% of ticket sales will go to the Southland Charity Hospital. And just lastly, advice from New Zealand farmers and funding from our government is helping to try lift Sri Lankan farmers out of poverty. Selena Prem Kumar and charity Tear Fund set up the Yuga Shakti program in 2009 to help communities recover and earn more money after a brutal 26-year civil war. The idea is to give locals a chance to diversify their income away from rice farming by creating small dairy herds. Ms Prem Kumar says the help from New Zealand has been invaluable. It has gone to the dairy farmers to restart their lives. And now we have more than 5,000 farmers trained through this program and we have 2,100 women in self-help groups and we have the emerging young farmers come into the program. And, you know, the milk collection has gone in our area itself with four milk routes during the peak we collect about 75,000 litres of milk a month. And in New Zealand dollars, approximately $82,000 distributed among farmers for a month. And you can hear more of this story on Country Life tonight and tomorrow morning after the news at 7. And that's the rural news for this week. Koyara te porongo o te taifenua.